0: Welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast, a podcast that talks about topics for women over 40. You know, that time of your life that many call midlife, that time of life when you can really vibe, be vibrant, intuitive, beautiful, and emerge. Join me, Linus Wood Mullins, certified holistic living and wellness expert for women over 40, as I talk about a variety of topics that address the wellness of the mind, body and spirit for women over 40 remember midlife doesn't mean no life midlife is an opportunity to increase your self-love your self-care and your self-worth it's your time to be vibrant intuitive beautiful and emerged it's your time to vibe so come on let's vibe Everybody, it's Lennis and welcome to the Vibe Living Podcast. It is so wonderful to get a chance to spend some time with you. I always say that, but it really is wonderful. It's one of the best parts of my day to be able to talk with you and chat about ways that we can vibe the have holistic living, making that a priority, and also getting a chance to talk with some of the premier experts in the field of mind, body, spirit, wellness. We have a great guest lined up for you, but before we go to her, you know i got to have my time with you. I want to talk a little bit about the whole idea of brain fog. So let's go to Mind Moves. Okay, brain fog. Not one of my favorite topics, but something that I just recently have been dealing with. Unbelievable. I thought I was just like, had it all together, right? I've got this whole menopause thing down and, you know, it's over and I'm not going to have brain fog anymore. Well, guess what? Just recently, within the last couple of weeks, I have been struggling with a little bit of brain fog in the morning. So I've been doing some research to find out, okay, where is this brain fog coming from and what are the possibilities? I wanted to share it with you because maybe if you're going through the same thing, you can begin to take a look at what might be causing your brain fog and also what you might be able to do to reduce it. Well, first of all, let's talk about stress. Now, you know I talk about that a lot because it is our evil twin so to speak. And I say evil twin because it seems to be was born with us and lives with us every single day. But we can control it. Chronic stress can, you know, increase your blood pressure, weaken your immune system, trigger depression. And it can also cause mental fatigue. So when your brain is exhausted, it becomes harder to think, to reason and to focus. So that could be one cause for your brain fog. Another one could be lack of sleep. You know, Poor sleep quality can also interfere with how your brain functions. Um, You want to try to aim for nine to eight hours of sleep a night, but sometimes sleeping too little can lead to poor concentration and cloudy thoughts. And sometimes we get into that cycle of just not getting enough sleep. I personally know that I have to have six hours. If I have five hours and 55 minutes, the rest of my day is not going to go well. It's got to be those six hours. So you might want to take a look at that in terms of what's going on with your sleep. And then, of course, I kind of alluded to this earlier. There are the hormonal changes that we might be going, uh, that be going on with us. Hormonal changes can also trigger brain fog. Levels of hormones, progesterone, and estrogen that increase during pregnancy can also uh, go up and down, that can cause effects of our memory and cause uh, short term cognitive uh, impairment. Similar, similarly, a drop in estrogen levels during menopause can cause forgetfulness. Uh, poor concentration, and cloudy thinking. So take a look at that. What's going on with your hormones? And of course, I always advise you, you always want to have your panels drawn so you know exactly where you are hormonally. That's very important. Remember, information is power once you figure out where you are hormonally then you can figure out what you want to do to treat that you have so many choices and i'm sure that's one of the things we might get a chance to talk to um, our wonderful guests about next week and next year next week in the next segment that is all the different choices that you have as you go through your wellness journey one other thing that could be causing brain fog is your diet Diet can also play a huge role in this. Uh, Vitamin B12, you know, supports healthy brain function. And a vitamin B12 deficiency can bring out brain fog. You also might have issues with maybe some allergies or sensitivities. There's all kinds of different allergies and sensitivities. But some of them that can lead to brain fog could be things like MSG. You know, a lot of uh, Chinese food used to be prepared with MSG, um, less and less. But still, there's other foods out there also. So make sure you read your labels. If you're going out to eat, ask them if there's any MSG in that food. Also, peanuts. Peanut, a lot of people have peanut allergies, and maybe that's not such a bad thing. Peanuts seem to be the culprit or can be the culprit when it comes to brain fog. And dairy. uh Uh-oh. Another thing that I know some of us might like to eat, but we've got to find another way maybe to replace all that dairy because it seems to cause so many health issues as we get older. So you might want to think about that as well and take a look at removing some of those foods out of your diet to see if that helps with your brain fog. Another one is medications. Medications. Oh, my gosh. This is why I try not to ever be on any pharmaceuticals, because it might fix a symptom, but it doesn't usually fix causation. And also it can cause other issues later on. And next thing you know, you're taking medications for the medications. I'm just saying not the best thing if you can avoid it. If you notice brain fog while taking medication, talk with your doctor about it right away because brain fog could be a side effect of the drug. And so maybe you might want to take a look at switching out the drug or maybe lowering the dosage, but make sure you clue your uh, doctor into what's going on. Another thing is there's all kinds of medical conditions that could cause your brain fog. Uh, Medical conditions associated with inflammation, um, fatigue, changes in your blood pressure, or even in your glucose levels can cause mental fatigue. For example, um, brain fog is a symptom of chronic fatigue syndrome, which is something that I used to hear about so much about 10, 13 years ago. I know it's still out there, but about 13 years ago, it became a huge issue as people began to put a name to this thing that they were feeling. Now, doctors, holistic practitioners know a lot more about chronic fatigue, and it could be something that you might be dealing with, and it's something that you want to run by your practitioner for sure. Um, Other conditions that can cause brain fog would be things like um, depression, diabetes, uh, migraines, Alzheimer's disease, hypothyroidism, dehydration, and various autoimmune disease symptoms like um, diseases such as lupus and arthritis, even multiple sclerosis. All of these things can cause the ability for you to be uh, very foggy in your thinking. Whatever it is, you want to get to the bottom of it. You don't have to suffer. Don't just push it in the back of your mind thinking that it might get better. Go ahead and use your words and talk with your doctor or your holistic practitioner and find out what you need to do to get rid of that brain fog. Now let's talk a little bit about one of the things that you can do that might help a little bit with the brain fog, but also feels really good once you address that issue of brain fog. Let's talk about self-mastery and developing practices that support your way of holistic living. Time to go to Spiritual Spice. So, you know, Many times... Having a regular self-mastery practice, and in this case, maybe a spiritual practice, can go a long ways toward helping you be more healthy. Some of, the, some of the things I want to suggest are very simple things, but they do require a certain kind of mastery. And self-mastery is nothing but developing a daily habit that requires you to be disciplined. Especially, it's important if you have certain goals and objectives you're trying to accomplish. Having a self-mastery can really go a long way to putting you that much closer to your goal. Whether the self-mastery is fasting, maybe meditation, maybe praying, maybe your self-mastery has to do with exercise or perhaps controlling what you eat. Or perhaps it's something like performing different feats of difficulty. Whatever that self-mastery is, it gives you a very good sense of accomplishment when you're able to not have the mind tell you what to do, but you're telling the mind what to do. So when you get past that brain fog and you're ready to move into more things that are more spiritual and having more control of your mind, you'll be ready to be successful. Self-mastery is one way that you can truly have a full and wonderful midlife. But there's so many other ways that you can have a midlife a wonderful midlife. And that's why I want to uh, introduce to you uh, Danny Conway. Danny Conway is joining us today on the Bible women podcast, and she has been in practice for 14 years, helping women to ditch the diet mentality, lose stubborn weight, and gain energy. She really does believe in a holistic approach from the inside out with the food-first approach to overall wellness. I guess almost like food truly is medicine. It's not just there for our comfort and entertainment, Uh, including everything from fat loss, improving skin health, rebalancing hormones like we were just talking about, and digestion, and so much more. She believes that age is just a number and midlife is not an excuse. have to deal with our symptoms. She loves good food, creating new recipes, and she likes delicious food too, which is fantastic. That means we definitely will get along. (laughs) And she has a ton of resources for midlife for women to help them really vibe as they go along their journey to wellness. Thanks so much for joining us, Danny. It's great to have you here today.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's
0: been it's been great so far. I love listening to all your segments. So it's wonderful. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, I really truly really believe that the majority of what we need to really uh, be successful in life, especially when we have a goal or a desire or a dream, really lies within us and we have to like be able to peel back the layers. But many times it can be our wellness that keeps us from doing that work because we're just not feeling good. So it's really, yeah, so I I believe in what you do and, and the idea of mind, body, spirit, wellness. But tell me, how did you get into the first health and wellness space in the first place? How did you become such an expert?
1: Yeah, well, that's kind of it's basically aligned with what you're saying. And I was 65 pounds overweight in my 20s. And I had all kinds of hormone issues, digestive issues. um, I mean, long list of things from cravings to bloating, gas, all the things that we don't want to talk about. And my medical doctor basically said your blood work is normal. And you know, didn't have really have any answers for me. And I wasn't willing to live like that. You know, if I was feeling that bad my 20s I really felt like I would probably not hardly make it to my 40s and so that just sent me down a path looking for something different looking for a different way of doing things not the traditional you know cut out fat you know low carb or low calorie restricted mentality um, because that's what I was doing and I wasn't getting anywhere so that, you know, looking for something different, fast forward a few years, and I just completely kind of went against the nutrition industry, the fitness industry at that point in time. Um And I started to feel better, my mind was working better, I was focused, less cravings, um, more balanced overall, and then that, you know, that idea of balance, when, when the body is balanced, then the weight can Re, uh, can reset and you can lose the weight to actually be healthy so that's that's kind of how I got to you know got down the the path lost the weight and then felt like you know I couldn't have been the only woman struggling with trying to do the traditional diety type things and not really getting anywhere so that's when I got certified went into practice and the rest is the, the rest of the
0: 14 years was history <laughs> That's fantastic. And it's interesting, too, because being a functional medical uh, medicine practitioner, or, or uh, let's see, what else? You're a hormone and gut health specialist, and you're a functional nutrition practitioner. All those things are so needed uh, for women in particular. That's why I love to talk about women. Men need it, too. But women in particular, I love to talk about them. What is your favorite nutrition tip for women? You have so much experience. and such a broad depth of education. What is that favorite tip you like to share with them?
1: So, um, what I have, so I'll say I definitely have a lot of favorites, um, but I think one of the mo- ones that really comes forward for me personally, as well as for the women that I work with, is the importance of protein in the diet, and that's on many levels. So a lot of women aren't getting enough because there's all kinds of misinformation out there about protein and how much we should be eating. Um, but when we think about what the value is of protein and what it does for us from helping metabolically to building muscle, being able to change body composition, recover from workouts. Then we can look at anxiety, depression, because that's very um, prominent, especially in midlife as hormones are changing. Um, and that kind of leads into gut health. So, you know, our, our brain neurotransmitters, our brain chemicals, everything is is synthesized from amino acids, which is basically protein. And if we're not getting enough of it on a daily basis from quality sources, Then that right there, when we talk about food being the foundation to rebalance um, moods, anxiety, depression, to weight, you know, things going on with weight, that is truly something that can... Um, I think of it like like the branches of a tree, like the protein being the center, and then when we get enough of it, it just kind of feeds all of these branches and leaves blossom and that kind of thing. So
0: well, tell me what would you say are good sources of protein? because there's all kinds of of uh, talk about that because people want to be vegans or vegetarians or they're doing the keto diet or they're doing this or that or whatever. And not all of those diets um, are clear-cut direct directions to protein. If you know what you're doing, then you can, you know, get the protein. But what would you suggest for someone who's searching? What's a healthy protein?
1: So, and that's kind of a loaded question, which I love loaded questions, by the way. So that's totally fine. (laughs) (laughs) But what I would, first, what I would say is that you always want a quality protein source. So if it's a meat source, you want to try to get pasture raised, grass fed, you know, antibiotic-free, hormone-free, when we we eat animals that have been fed those hormones and antibiotics, that gets into our gut microbiome, that changes our gut health, that, you know, it changes us at a cellular level and we don't realize it. Um, And then we have non-meat sources from nuts and seeds to um, pea proteins and, you know, organic, you know, forms of organic tofu can be for some people. I mean, again, it, it depends on the person. Some pe- some women, and you know, are going to do wonderful on uh, non meat sources of protein, and other women are really going to need those, um, you know, those more complete meat sources on a regular basis. So for me, like um, I don't have a one size fits all approach. So when you just mentioned like vegan or keto or, you know, high, whatever, whatever diet we're talking about, again, it's still going to be on an individual level, even, you know, when there's guidelines for the diet, so to speak, it, it we still want to look at how we, re- how we personally respond to food
0: from a metabolic uh, level. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. In fact, I just got a client yesterday who is uh, wanting to lose some weight, and one of the things we talked about is that she's really trying to cut back on her protein, and so I told her, we can do that, but we want to do it intelligently, because she was thinking about meat, you know, Mm -hmm. I said, we want to do it intelligently, because I want to make sure that you're getting enough protein, and the right kind of protein, and everybody is different, so we're going to try a couple of things to see if it helps with some of the things that she wants to do, but I am not anti-meat, Um, but I do believe in grass-fed, organic, no hormones. And sometimes that's hard to find. So if you can't find that, then I'm saying, okay, well, then perhaps you need to take a look at, you know, doing some other things. But I think, you know, as I mentioned earlier, knowledge is power. And it's so important uh, for um, people to get the information. And one of the questions I wanted to ask you is, what are some of your go-tos in terms of how you um, find recipes for vegans, how you uh, get the latest uh, nutrition information?
1: So it really comes down to, so as far as recipe finding for each, like taking women on an individual basis and, you know, metabolically speaking, it really comes down to my approach, which is macros plus micros. So macronutrients, which are proteins, carbs, and fats, micronutrients, which are which are our vitamins and minerals, and choosing foods that contain both. So junk food, for lack of a better term, tends to be empty on, for both macros and micronutrients. So looking at recipes that are, you know, rich in good quality proteins, greens, vegetables, nuts and seeds, all of those quality foods. And that's, you know, that's kind of like the best, um, the best approach as far as looking
0: at, you know, recipes and that kind of thing. I love that idea too. It's interesting because a lot of times people forget about the importance of nuts and seeds. Mm -hmm. and how we need to incorporate those in the diet. Could you share a little bit of information about that and why it's important? Um, Yeah, so they, you know, they definitely
1: have good quality fats. We don't want to overeat nuts because, you know, we tend to have a lot of omega-6s in our diets. Mm -hmm. We would definitely want to focus on omega-3 as well. Um, But they're very satisfying. They're really great as a snack. And you know when we think about um, when we're dealing with cravings, especially with like salt cravings or crunchy cravings or you know cravings in general. Usually, we're craving foods because we don't have the right macronutrient balance. Like that's the the mm-hmm. primary approach to um, to rebalancing those cravings. So those nuts and seeds are really from you know having a little bit of protein, a little bit of good fats, a little bit of carbs as well to give somebody a really balanced you know balanced snack and balanced food to include in. From sa- you know, in salads, in yogurt, if they do have dairy, or you know, various non dairy, various non dairy recipes. I got you. I know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> well, what is so what is what would you consider to be the ideal diet for a woman over fifty? Uh, let's see the
1: the ideal diet would be the ideal uh, diet that a woman over fifty is going to follow and that feels sustainable for them. So for some women it's gonna be a low carb or ketogenic approach. I work a lot with women on low carb and keto and you know really implementing that correctly. For other women it's gonna be, you know, vegan or vegetarian. For other women it's gonna be a quote unquote clean eating approach and just really looking at overall healthy foods and learning what foods are healthy for that individual uh, person's body and metabolism. Um, So I don't, I don't think that there's anything that's ideal for every single person. And I think that everything that's going on for someone, whether it be digestive, you know, challenges, hormone challenges, or somebody who's just, really balanced and they're, you know, maybe still an athlete in their fifties and wanting to still, you know, improve performance. All those things are going to um, be, con- you know, should be taken into consideration when someone, you know, when a woman in their fifties or really at any age is deciding what quote unquote diet or nutritional approach is the best for them.
0: What I hear saying is it all depends on what they want what kind of lifestyle they want to lead. And that's very important. I feel that as long as it's on their list, that's the first step. There might have been a time in our 20s and 30s, we're not thinking so much about what we're eating. We really should be, but maybe we're not. But by the time we get into midlife, it's definitely something that needs to be on your to-do list. And that brings me to uh, this whole little idea about supplementation, because sometimes the foods that we have don't aren't as uh, uh, nutri- nutritionally dense as we need them to be because of where they're grown or all the processing or whatever. So Uh, Give me an idea of the kinds of supplements. And and do you even believe in supplementation?
1: Yes, I definitely believe in supplementation. Um, I do, again, food first. So I don't feel like, you know, if food isn't right, nothing else can be right. So if we're eating fast food and trying to take vitamins, you're really not going to get anywhere.
0: (laughs) I'm making that face because I know someone who does that. Someone I'm married to. (laughs) Name (laughs) will be uh, change to protect the innocent, but that person I'm married to—that's absolutely what he does. Is take the vitamins
1: and supplements, and let's go to In-N-Out. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, so I do believe in supplementation. Um, you know, everything from multivitamins because our food just doesn't contain the nutrients that it used two years ago. Um, probiotics, depending on someone where someone is with their digestion and gut health. Um, B vitamins are really important, especially for new, for, um, for hormones, um, you know, electrolytes for energy and fatigue and brain fog. Um, those are some of the, some of the basics. Um, I definitely believe in collagen, um, you know, hair, skin, and nails, but I also, you know, believe in using the right form. Um, there's a lot of bogus collagens out there. So that is something we want to take into consideration. Um, and there's a lot of things that are making claims that, um, that aren't really true. So we just have to kind of learn how to weed through some of that misinformation, just like with food. And then again, decide what's right for someone. So, you know, somebody, you know, one woman might feel like they want to take, you know, as many supplements as possible. And then the next woman might feel like they just want to do like the bare minimum, you know, in addition to their quality food. Um, so again, just like with nutrition, finding a supplement regimen that resonates with you, because if you someone says oh you should take 20 supplements a day and that doesn't really feel right then it's not going to last you're going to end up spending you know spending money on things that they're going to sit in the on the shelf or in the cabinet Um, So, as always, like, make sure it it vibes with you and and how you feel and and your body and all of that as well.
0: I absolutely agree. Your body is probably your best guide in terms of what works for you. And I also believe in all things in moderation. Too much of anything is never really good. And be aware of where you're getting your supplements from. That's important as well. I'm not a big proponent of getting them from the big container stores because sometimes their expiration dates are like... (laughs) And the other thing, too, is that the supplements industry is not highly regulated. So you want to maybe work by referral, definitely consult your practitioner, your, your nutritionist, uh, people like Danny and I before you go out and <laughs> spend thousands of dollars sometimes.
1: on the Yeah, I would just want to add to that because I don't think um, people really realize like when you go into one of the big, like we'll just say box stores, like you were talking about, um, those supplements are are sold based on quantity and marketing. So when you look at the labels are supposed to be pretty and really those companies are just looking at selling a mass quantity and what they're going to, you know, what the end goal is, which is of course making money. Um, when you, when you get a, you know, a line of supplements or a professional grade professional brand, like um, Linus is explaining from, you know, a holistic source, we'll just say holistic source, um, you're getting a better quality. Those companies that are professional brands are testing before and after, they're testing efficacy, they're taking things like um, transport uh, temperature, storage temperature, once the supplements get to a certain location, all those things are, are taken into consideration versus a warehouse store that's just like, you know, getting something on a truck and throwing it on a shelf as, in as much as they possibly can to sell as much as they possibly can as well.
0: Yeah, not the best source, I always tell my clients, not the best source. And then you also want to be aware also of all the other different kinds of supplements that are out there on the Internet. Just, just do your homework. Ask questions. There's no stupid question. All right. questions are relevant. I certainly don't have all the answers. But, Danny, you have a lot of the answers. And so for people who want to get in touch with you, what's the best way for them to reach out to you?
1: Um, so they can re- reach out a couple ways via my website, which is nutritionthenaturalway.com. And then on Instagram at Danny underscore equestrian life. And then I'm on Facebook as well. So I have a Facebook group. I release various eBooks and recipe guides monthly um, to my VIP email list. So all kinds of resources and ways that people can get in contact with me.
0: Fantastic. And for those of you who are able to see the show page, whether you're on um, Apple Podcasts or uh, Google Play or, you know, iTunes, however else you might be listening to this, you will see this information in the description. You can click this hyperlink. You can click and get in touch with Danny right away. Danny, you know, I have to ask you a question because I ask everybody this question. You know, we're all about vibe living. So I want to know, how do you vibe? So
1: I really feel like uh, my self-care and taking care of myself is how I vibe so that I can be present in the rest of my life. So uh, my my daily routine from, um, you know, my workouts to riding my horse, um, you know, making sure that we have prepped uh, batch cooking and, and healthy food in the house, even though we my, both my husband and I actually work from home, but mm-hmm. being uh, prepared with uh, nutritional meals, and, uh, making sure that we you know we stick with our routine that's uh that's kind of how i vibe in my life
0: well it sounds pretty much like my, my husband works for my home too and you know, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah I, I don't ride horses but i think in my intro or outro of this show there's someone riding a horse so there you go but <laughs> the other thing we have in common is we like gray. i love your hair it's absolutely beautiful yeah, yes. is, is that and that's the gray in the middle of the beautiful? That's not great, it's silver, silver streak. That is, that is my silver streak, my all natural silver streak. I'm all for that, <laughs> it's beautiful, and it's been a beautiful time having you here on Vibe Living. Thank you so much for sharing, and and also thank you so much for the service you provide for so many women. Thank you so much for having me, it was great. Absolutely. And thank you to all of you who have joined us. You know, I love talking to you and I love talking to my guests because I always learn something. If you were taking notes and you missed something in the podcast, back it up and take the notes because there's some good information here for all of us. I just love sharing the information. Every day is an opportunity to learn something new. And that is really the best way to vibe, is keep yourself vibrant. Keep working on enhancing your intuition. Look at that beauty, that inner beauty that radiates out and emerge into the wonderful woman that I know all of you want to be. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back real soon. And in the meantime... Don't forget to vibe. Thank you for listening to the Vibe Living Podcast. Please feel free to download, rate, share, and like the show. To find out more about living a vibe life, go to my website at wellnesswoman40.com or email me at vibelivingpodcast at gmail.com. Have a fantastic day and don't forget to vibe.